Round one, fight. Heroes never die. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite store on the Citadel. <laughs> I used to be an adventurer like you. Then I took an arrow in the knee. Power, sex, sex, power. They both come down to one thing. The Hungry Gamers. Hello, 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 and welcome, boys and girls, to the 91st episode of the Hungry Gamers podcast, episode one of season three, aka 2018 edition. I'm not so humble host Brendan White. Find me everywhere at Brendan 8 Bit. Joined today, my two partners in crime, making their long awaited return after you've had a pretty extended hiatus. We've got Ali Hart, whom we found at Miss Ali Hart, and Salim Abraham, whom we found at Salim TD. Welcome back to our Hungry HQ Satellite Edition, people. How are you doing? Hey! Doing well. It's It's been a while. It's been a long it time. It's been a while. We've had quite the it's, holiday. Yeah, like what's it been? Six weeks? Seven? Feels like forever. It feels it's like a school holiday break. Man. Yeah. It's been good though, right? I feel like we all needed the break. And it was a good oh, yeah. holiday I, period. It worked it's, so hard. Well needed. Well uh. needed. You know, Christmas, Christmas hangover and New Year's hangover and, you know, overeating and New Year's resolutions and all that crap, you know, that, that stuff obviously takes precedence. What? So here we are, what? back in the HQ. What was your New Year's resolution? I don't believe in them. I'm just riffing. Did you have one, Alan? I, I think they're dumb. Um, yeah, I got to play more games of different genres this year. Oh, I like that one. That's a good one. Yeah. Mine was more indie mm. games. Yeah, I figure that's going to fall under mine somehow, but yeah. All right, so Dream, what about you? Any any uh, resolutions you're taking into 2018? Uh, mine is to play more indie games, I think. I think it's okay. a good one too. Yeah. See, I, I feel like a slacker now because I don't have one and I don't have one tied to gaming. So I'm just going to say I'm finally going to play a Diablo game and I'm finally <laughs> going to try Minecraft. How's that? Yes. Oh my yes. gosh. Okay, everyone... Please remember that he said that, because yes. we're going to hold it to him for the whole yeah. freaking the Minecraft year. one's a good one, and it's only taken like six years for you to get on board. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's on the Switch now too, so you can't, you know... Oh, and it's cross-platform on there. Yeah, that's true too. So. Damn. Can can't play with anybody it. anywhere, anyway. Like, it's, it's a good time to be a gamer, how- and I guess I may as well try these phenomena. Before we go mm-hmm. any further, how good is our new intro? Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. We probably should have yeah. let off with that, like how... How sexy and saucy and I love it. You know, New Year, we, we, New Us. I guess I guess we need to uh, say a big, massive thank you to uh, Michael, aka Mister Mutz, aka one half of Reset Podcast, based out of sunny Melbourne, yep. for laying those beats down. Absolute genius. Sunny Melbourne. Sunny, yeah, it is sunny. It's pretty hot yeah. down there at the moment. I think. Mm. I don't know. Don't quote me on that. I actually heard he, um, you know, sort of learnt his craft underneath Daft Punk. You know, there was a bit of, bit of tutelage by the by the two robot legends themselves that showed uh, Mr. Mutz the way. So, so shout out to to the punk and shout out to Reset. Yeah. Help me out here, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say something more along the lines of MGMT. I know he's a big fan, and they are coming up. See, I was going to say. Their new, their new stuff is coming up on Feb 12, and I'm so, so excited. And that's not gaming-related at all, but Michael appreciates it, and he did that absolutely awesome track. And thank you very much, Mutz, for your assistance there. You absolutely nailed it. Yeah, I um, 
I was I don't know that genre at all, so I'm sitting there clutching at straws as I'm sort of leading that discussion. Then going, who do I know that fits that mold roughly? And I'm like, uh, maybe. Daft Punk was a good touch. Daft Punk was a yeah. good touch. <sighs> yeah, I think I bluffed my way to success on that one. It's all right. Pass mark at least. Yeah. So we're here. It is uh, Jesus, January thirty first. So it's nearly February already. We have yeah. We took a since- long break. <laughs> Since maybe maybe December 9th, I think was when we we're just well rested. We're well Sounds rested. About right. Yeah. No, yeah. and boy, are we rested. Mm. So we, we will, I guess, be completely transparent. We did record an episode a couple of weeks ago, um, a predictions episode. We are going to sort of shuffle that up a little bit and cut it down and release that as a little mini packet sometime in the next week or two, uh, just because some of the news and things we said in there a little bit irrelevant now because it's several weeks back. So we will drop that and you will hear some of our uh, predictions for 2018 hot, um, hot and or otherwise mm-hmm. but um i guess we should start these episodes how we always start with and, and tell me or tell the listeners what have we been playing in these last several weeks well we've had enough time to play a few games at least this time none of this mm-hmm. i haven't had any time <laughs> we've had a solid month and a half so and plus the christmas break which mm-hmm. I spent most of the time playing freaking Skyrim on the Switch. Yes, so. yeah, you did. Oh boy, I had, like I stuck in full time hours, <laughs> work hours into playing Skyrim on the Switch. But I'm a domesticated, uh, what am I? A dark elf, I think I am. So I got my kid. I, I can certainly see you as a dark elf. I think everyone agrees with that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I got my kid. I built a house. You said you have great. a kid. Yeah, I adopted a kid. It was some oh. kid that was like running around and she kept on like begging like, "Can you be my mom?" I'm like, "Wow. You're all right, kid." So, she just she just wore you down over time. Yeah, she like, actually okay. she did. I'm she I'm did. out of excuses now. Come on home. Wow. Well, there's like a bunch of kids you can apparently adopt, but she was the nicest one with no mm. sass. Although I should get a kid with sass. But no, see, there's only enough sass in that household that's for one. True. You know, that's, and, that and you're queen true. sass. Yeah. I am the queen of sass. And I've also got Lydia, friggin' I am. Ooh, what is yeah. it? Carry your burdens or whatever she says to you. I was like, all right, bitch, settle <laughs> down. Um, but yeah, and I didn't know you could build houses, so that was fun. Very female yeah, I, thing to I, do. I, but... I haven't played Skyrim in that long. Like, I don't think that was available. Yeah. I know you could kit out houses. You could sort of furnish them, but I don't think you could build them at the time. I was going to say, so... all of this stuff sounds so foreign to me because it's been... Uh, years since I played it last and I actually got it cracked open over the holiday break as well except on the Xbox 360 nice yeah going back OG going back so um, yeah your talk of houses and children for adoption is just like what this this was new to me because the last time I played Skyrim I skipped it on PC when a lot of people kind of jumped back on it again Um, the last time I played it I think think it was on my PS3 is that right it's it's that generation, yeah, yeah the 360 yeah. or the PS3. Yeah, so, yeah, that was the last time I played it. So playing it on the Switch and having all these new things that I can do, it was mm. bloody awesome. It, so. it is the equivalent of that song from that Lamb Chop TV show, you know, the song that never ends. This is the game that never dies. Like, it is mm. releasing on new platforms year after year. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping we, we do hear some form of Elder Scrolls-esque announcement this year. Yeah. Uh, Spoilers, it may or may not be in our predictions episode whenever we release that. But uh, it, Just yeah. spoiler alert, it was everyone's prediction though. <laughs> <laughs> we, prediction, wishful thinking, yeah. praying. 
praying. This is like yeah. the second year in a row that I really think that it's going to come. Like last year, I really, really, really thought mm. Bethesda were going to announce it. Um, you better do this. Don't ask me why, but anyway. I'll flip a freaking chair or shoot a person. Speaking of shooting people or animals, I also played the hunter. <laughs> Picked up the hunter on the Steam sale, and that's fun. That's like big buck hunter on a massive like open map scale. Ooh, I've even dragged okay. a f- I've dragged so many people into that game now. Like on paper it doesn't sound appealing. It's like, oh you go around hunting animals. Like and it's like okay. Like but the graphics are really good. The environments are really good. The sounds are really good. And the game doesn't just hand it to you. It is actually a challenging game. Um, but yeah, I've gotten a few people onto it. You can have like m- quite a few people on the same server going hunting. And the map's huge, so it takes forever for you to even explore it. Um, I got I, killed I sen- by a buffalo. I sense we need to uh, arrange some form of 8-bit hunting party sometime soon. I, I, I love so. a good hunt. I, Digital I, I, or IRL, but yeah, I, let's do it. I think the uh, country boy in you will actually really mm-hmm. like this game. Um, I feel sorry for everyone that kind of jumped in the Discord, though, because, um, you know, there would be a bunch of us playing the game, and someone would just jump into our Discord to be like, hey, guys, and all they'll hear is, uh, is that poop or is that blood? Is that poop? <laughs> is that blood? Because you, you track the animals in this game, yeah. and one of the ways you track them is if you shot them, you've got blood tracks, so... Hmm. Or you, or you look at the, the droppings and see how fresh they were to exactly. work out where they are along that trail. Mm. Exactly right, exactly right. Is, so is, there, is there the ability to whistle for these animals? Is there like fox whistles or like... There are little like, yes. calling uh, equipments and that's just fun in itself because they make mm-hmm. the stupidest noises. Um, that's usually how I kill my prey. Mm. They usually, you can hear a call, a mating call, like, so then you just... Uh, yeah, like a duck whistle. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and so you you answer it back you sound like you're vomiting it didn't sound like a duck whistle <laughs> yeah, it definitely sounded like Salim on Sundays now, now we've got some ASMR stuff crossover here with the Hungry Gamers <laughs> oh let us know if you're interested 8-bit ASMR let us know um, <laughs> I hate that stuff um, um, apart from the Hunter I also got to play impartial. the Sea of Thieves beta <laughs> Oh my god, the the word jealous does not even begin to convey how I feel for everyone that, that got in on that. It's... Like, um, yeah. I, I, it's such a, like, simple concept. I've got to say simple concept, even though I obviously have no idea how to make a game and how, you know, a game comes up, you know, comes about from to fruition. But, like, this game concept is grab a group of people all by yourself, read maps, find treasure, sell treasure. Did you... And then fight other people. Did you have people? Did you have a crew? Yeah. Yeah, Benny, yeah. You we, had um, Benny? we yeah. Benny, Nato, and Seppi. Nice. Um That's and, a pretty smiley crew right there. Oh, we were not great. Um <laughs> if you didn't have Nato running off doing whatever the hell he wanted, um Lone wolf. I guess I I wasn't really great in the sense that I just kept on using the musical instruments and dancing. Um and Benny couldn't tell his left to rights. Um, <laughs> God love him, but he was always left to steer the poor ship. So yeah, sounds like a pirate ship. Sounds like a starboard. Oh, no, that's port. You idiot. Like a pirate crew to me. <laughs> oh no! Anytime anyone used those damn terms, I don't know what port stub. Like I don't know what that shit is. Left, right, forward, back. <laughs> please, that's please not keep real it simple. Pirate talk. Yeah. That's not fun. Oh man. I- I'll I'll say one thing like I still haven't played any of it. I I played way back when in the closed alpha for maybe half an hour because back then the the, the test times were at like four in the morning and stuff like that. So I've only sprinkled 
sort of this game across my palette and holy crap like just watching streams and listening to you guys sort of critique and exchange stories and even the other day like i get a random message from dash on behalf of of you uh pirates deciding to uh form a mutiny over nato from what i heard and you dropped him off at a random island kicked him out of the discord completely and then just sailed off no. and left him there that's what i know so what happened was nato just wanted to constantly attack people i get it it's a thing to do but when we have a ship that is full of treasure <laughs> that we want to sell we do not go recklessly attacking people nato got upset he jumped off the boat ah oh, see i i heard from the rival pirates it was yeah you guys wanted to just leave him on an island and then to complete the ruse yeah kicked him out of the discord completely so he couldn't even get in the comms. sounds like a Look- goddamn mutiny to me ali to, to say that there was never an occasion where I may have pulled up Anchor and just sailed off without people did not happen. <laughs> it might be a bit of a lie, but... I mean, that's the fun of the game. You don't take it seriously. There were people that took it a little seriously, but um, every now and then we had to have a random in there, so it was interesting to see how they wanted to act. Nice. How so. many poop deck jokes were made? No, but the booty jokes were in abundance. And semen jokes? Oh, I don't think we actually hit that Tons one. of booty, tons of semen. A lot, lot of plundering of the booty, though. Yeah, a lot of plunder and booty. Can, mm. can I ask, like, are all the like, are all the ships the same, or can you buy bigger ships or make your ship bigger? No. Just from the so, models I saw in game, they all looked almost pretty similar. So the style is the same, depending obviously on your crew. So your crew could do four, two, or um, solo. So obviously, if you did solo, small boat two slightly bigger boat and then four it's the massive boat mm-hmm. um the only things that were different were is usually what was on your sails what was on the front of your boat and the color scheme okay you did not get to choose that nor did you get to choose your character i was lucky i was always sexy antonio benderes so yeah. um yeah you gotta check me out i'm in mi amor. Um, I, mi amor. um benny put a few um few clips from the twitch stream from that so nice, nice. Yeah. yeah um i like that they're going to leave that as, I guess, a bit of a surprise for on launch at the, at the end of March where you will have the character customization. No doubt you'll be able to form a, a certain pirate guild or whatever they call them and, you know, kit out your ship with, with your flag and your markings and stuff like mm. that. Like, I'm so excited to play it. and It's going to be, so, like, so much fun. Like, there, yeah. there was countless, like, hang-up errors where we couldn't connect and couldn't join parties and stuff like that, but it's a beta. I mean, yeah. for every time that we waited and had to like get into a game, when we got into a game, oh, we just had so much fun. And, so. and kudos, kudos to Microsoft and Rare for for stretching this beta out as long as they did. Like this they beta's been going on and off for a few weeks, and then when there were there were connection issues, they went, "Okay, that's on us. We're going to extend it out for another couple of days to, to yeah. offset that pain." Like. Mm. I think it was fantastic. Mm. Yeah, I think for everything that did happen and everything like that, at least they listened and at least they, you know, extended the time. And mm. I think I think for the most part, it was fine. It was fine. Yeah. Yeah. Super hyped for March. Super hyped. What about you, yeah. Big Dog? Um, I've been playing a few bits and pieces. Um, one game, I, I guess if I go from most recently released to, to oldest, obviously I've been playing a fair amount of the old PUBG uh, on the PC oh, yeah. as well as the Xbox One. Um. I haven't played it on the Xbox One now in a little while just because it's still almost in that initial alpha release. Obviously, it's... it's Not on, hearing um, good things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like the, the connection issues are pretty um, intermittent and consistent. The controls are a bit janky. They did just release a patch as of today that apparently 
alleviated some of this pain, but I don't know how much it's done. Um, but on PC, I just feel right at home playing it. We've been doing a lot of private server, private lobby sort of situations. So much fun. Um, mm. We did one the other day. I think it might have been Sunday night. And we ended with a couple of the zombie mode where it's <laughs> 10, 10 normal characters and then 90 other characters playing as zombies. And mm. um, yeah, like like you were in there, Ali, and it is chaos. It, it is insane. It gets... You know that they're just normal people, they're not AI, so you think that that like, kind of slight fear level would go down just knowing that it's not random, but oh yeah. my god, I don't know how many times I bloody screamed. Yeah. And those buggers was... can break down doors. I-, I think that's my favorite part of it, where like you can't just hunker down in a room and shut the doors and think you're safe. Like They punch through them and come at you. <laughs> Obviously, they can't pick up weapons, so they just sort of swing and merely with reckless zombie abandon, but... When, when you get like 10 or even just like three or four of them on your tail and because we, we set up the, the lobbies where it's just shotguns and pistols so you can't have overpowered automatic rifles where you can just mow through everything. You've got to make mm. your shots count. Yeah. Um, and then you play it on fog map and holy crap, the heart attack oh levels my God. Are, you know, hitting the roof. Your anxiety. Um, yeah, but it, it's so fun. So um, been doing a bit of that, looking to get into a bit more of that after we record tonight. Uh, also... Rachel and I have been doing a playthrough of The Evil Within 2. Oh my god. Watching you guys play this has been hilarious. <laughs> it's... I, I don't... Like, it's... I can't remember a time where I've been sort of this scared playing a game before. And, and the game's scary, don't get me wrong, but I've played scarier games. But the thing that gets me is because Rachel and I are both on, on head, headphones, so we can hear the same, um, you know, in-game audio. Yeah. So when things happen, you know, it'll scare her. She'll scream and then I'll scream and like just my heart is just beating out of my chest and vice versa. It is the best ripple effect ever because Rach, bless her, she just like, she screams really loudly and because her scream is loud and sudden, you just see Brenda jump as well because that scares him. Yeah. So so good. It's been fun. I'm really enjoying it. Like, um, especially now. Are you? (laughs) I am like um cuz I ha- like, I hate this stuff. I can't believe you enjoy it. I hate it. the like, times we've done it together. I like <laughs> I don't know. I'd give a lot of things to take those moments out of my life and get those years back cuz I definitely your, lost some. You your playthrough still on Resident Evil 7 in the uh, VR DLC is still one of my favorite things in all of gaming that we've done together. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, I, I only I just watched the I thought you were going to die. I thought I was I've only die. just watched the Outlast one recently. Remember the Outlast one we did the mm. the demo? Yes. I only watched I watched fun. that recently. That was a lot yeah, of fun. and I was like I'm like, you know what? For the most part, I don't think we got that scared. We need to we need to do more of that stuff. And even if we did it remotely and just recorded ourselves individually and just cut it through. Um Sam's shaking his head. Yeah. Um <laughs> but no, it's it's been great. Like the gameplay is pretty good. Um the the, the enemies like this sort of undead mutiny race that you're killing in this sort of upside down esque world is pretty terrifying. There's this witch person that comes in occasionally that you can't kill. Well, I haven't been able to do anything to her at this stage. You just got to sort of run and hide from her. She mm. makes me poo my pants so bad. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really good. Graphically, it's great. I'm liking the story. Pretty visceral. Graphically, it's great. Mm. You don't find the, uh, the voice to mouth animation a bit off? Oh, I'll, I'll actually... I'll have to check that out. Like, maybe, oh, I'm maybe sorry. I'm probably going to ruin it now. Oh, I don't no. know. Every I'll, time I've watched like, someone play it, especially <clears throat> the scene with the guy with the bald head and glasses, oh, I, yeah, noticed, yeah. I noticed it particularly there. Like, 
the mouth movements mm. and what they're saying doesn't really match up. So that I'll, kind of threw me off. I'll have to check that out because um, that that's one thing I'm sort of realizing when you are sort of playing games with someone or, or streaming or whatnot is you don't pay the same amount of attention you would playing a game solo. Yeah. Mm. Um, you, you're not that's like fair. you're engrossed, but not that next level, I think, where it's almost just you in this universe completely. So maybe I've just missed it on that. Possibly. Um, but Might a universe that I'm, I'm pretty goddamn engrossed in at the moment is Monster Hunter Worlds. Oh my gosh, yeah, everyone won't talk up, stop talking about this game. Yeah, it's, it's it is. apparently amazing. Yeah, like like I, I have no Monster Hunter history to tie it to, so I can't say if this is an improvement, a negative, a massive step forward, completely changing the meta, but I'm really enjoying it. Um, there is a somewhat of a story in a campaign you navigate your way through, but obviously the, the main concept of this game is running out there solo with three other friends or enemies or whatnot mm. and um hunting big beasts and and it is insane like it is it's almost like the way i'd compare is almost like raid bosses in in wow or any kind of um mmo where it's just you know long drawn out battles looking for strats obviously healing and everything like that in there taking time watching movements and and then obviously one of the other big differences in this is when you do a certain amount of damage to the to the enemy itself it runs away or flies away or flees so you're chasing after it and you've got to sort of navigate through other other parts of the environment mm. but on that side too you might then run across another equally big monster and then they'll start battling so you're in the middle trying to fight this one thing and then you've got two of them at you but then they're attacking themselves and it might one shot the other one so you might get lucky there but then this other big bad just got to run over you in one shot so it's it's pretty insane it's it's very <laughs> insane you feel very little um you are Do just you- a do you choose like who you're going to attack, like, or is it like yeah, a bounty system? It's all quests, right? <clears throat> yeah. So okay, like quests. quests. Okay. There's quests, but then obviously in the environment you'll just randomly come across um, various tiered level monsters. You know, there's small, then there's large type monsters, and then there's sort of the, I guess you could call them as like the main bosses of those areas. But then they're mm. on a timer too, so they'll only be there for a certain amount of time, then they'll bugger off. So if you are trying okay. to work one down and don't do enough damage or, or take it down, it's it's gone and then you might have to wait for it to reset or something else to come in. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of dice rolling going on where you'll be doing something and then all of a sudden you'll turn a corner and a, this big Anganath, which is like a T-Rex looking thing, will just be there and you're like, holy shit, <laughs> i got to run, this thing's going to kill me. Um, but it's great. Like There's 14 different weapon types. They all handle and play very, very, very differently. Um, mm. I've tried maybe eight of them out at the moment um i've found myself preferring the the smaller like i'm using the dual blades at the moment and sort of so it's quick damage low damage but you've got a lot more agility and you can roll in and out where some of like the, the big great swords and whatnot it's very slow big single swing then you've got to wind it up again and, and you're moving around the map pretty slow so depending on what you want to do you can play this game over a dozen different ways in a dozen different styles and then, um, you know, playing with, with people in your parties, the great part as well. Like Rachel and I were rolling around with a with another guy the other day and, and fighting those enemies together and working out strats, working out, you know, okay, there's a weakness here, let's work on his legs so you knock him down, roll it over, do do more critical damage, so on and so forth. I like that there is that teamwork-esque element in it because mm. playing solo, it can be a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Holy crap, it can be a punish. That's kind of funny that two games were being played at over the past week where that is pretty much the theory. Like, Sea of Thieves, if you went solo, you're mm. screwed. 
So yeah. plays a team Fascinating you fun. should say that because I've got a third one to add later. But uh, with, with Monster <laughs> Hunter, I'm, I'm actually really keen to pick this up. I probably won't be doing it until maybe mid-Feb. Will you still be playing? I, I think so. I think because it is such a big open world uh, game where there is so many various monsters out there and so many different armor sets. Mm. So obviously the, the game will then emphasize you like for that Anganath, for example, um, I've, I've got to go farm that thing probably another two times just to complete the armor set that you can get out of his certain, you know, hide and, and teeth and claws and all that other nonsense. Mm. So there's a lot of variety. And then on those armor sets and then weapon types, you can sort of uh, level them up, customize them, forge new ones. Then they've got different different buffs, whether it be defense or it might be an, an ice attack might be then attached onto it or electricity and things. And then obviously then the enemies are resistant to those certain certain elements too so there is a lot of strategy and a lot of different variation on how you want to play the game so i think i think it's going to be around a while at least in my hands um playing this uh the 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 reviews as you said sam it's been getting really really positive reviews yeah everyone i know that's played it loves it Mm -hmm. uh the biggest ones like you think of uh paul and uh andrew from the inconsolables they're monster hunter fanatics and they are raving about this like they're talking about us partying up maybe this weekend or next week or whenever to, to sort of go go hunt some big beasts together but it is it is a ton of fun partying up can be fucking hard as hell though i'll say that it's not as simple as here's a here's a um you know party or a friend request or something via playstation or xbox it is you join a, a group together but then you have to select one of the quests off the board if they haven't got up to that quest or they haven't triggered a certain cutscene, in it they can't join so they'll have to then go in trigger that play a little bit for a bit quit out then come in on your instance so oh uh, okay wow. so it doesn't like it doesn't bump them up no no Ooh. like it is and and if they're not up to it like say let's oh, say cause... when you jump in, in in feb sam and maybe i'm you know hunter rank 10 or something you won't be able to play any of those with me i can come in with you at the lower level yeah, but i can't come but up it won't you. bump you up no yeah oh that's all right i, I, can, no. I can actually forgive that i, I don't think that's terrible. that's ve- that's like very destiny anyway we're used to that yeah, but just just partying up, holy crap! It took us, I reckon it took us about forty five minutes to work it out properly the other day, and even then, it's still like pretty pretty janky. It's it's not a smooth system. Yeah. Um, hopefully, they might change that and improve that with a with a future patch. But that's that and, and the the targeting are the main two gripes that I've got with this game. Sometimes you're swinging or you're locking onto an enemy, and then you swing out to the left, even though it's already gone to the to the right, and so on and so forth. But mm. you know, there the combat is pretty fun. Um, but yeah, that's just one of my minor annoyances with it. Sure. Hmm. No, it's cool. I really look forward to uh, to jumping into it with you, mate, because yeah, every man, woman, child, dog, everything has Monster Hunter right now. And Chester loves Chester it. Chester loves Chester it. Chester loves it. <laughs> He's a little monster I'd, I'd love to hunt. But uh, does that sound weird? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Mm. Fuck you, Sounds Chester. Sounds like you want to kill his dog. Might want to kill your dog. Le- level 12 barrel. <laughs> um, no, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. The only reason I haven't really uh, jumped into it is because I've got enough on my plate at the moment, uh, which we'll go into. But anything else? Anything else you've been playing lately, mate? That's about it, man. Just those three have been on my rotation for uh, the last several weeks. Pretty good three, man, especially Monster Hunter. I, I've been in Bandai World lately <laughs> i've been playing like naturally tons of tekken which is boring and everyone's heard me talk to death about that but um this week you like tekken what 
What? What? You like Tekken? Ah. That's the first. Um, anyway. <laughs> this week they dropped two new fighters. Uh, Dragon Ball Fighters and uh, yeah. NT Dissidia Final Fantasy. And, and I've got both of those at the moment, which are keeping me very busy. Um, Dragon Ball Fighters is amazing. Doesn't it look good? It's so fun. I love the animation great. style. In yeah, it. it's great, yeah. isn't it? It's it's like a little bit uh, like blocky. Like there's it it skips frames. It seems like between motions and animations, and it just kind of gives it this great um, this great look. Uh, but it's it's just actually a really solid fighter. Um, and I've never felt like such a noob playing anything as I have playing this game. <laughs> like I am actually uh, somewhere in between having somewhat of an idea of how to play and button mashing. And hey, it's, it's the only way to play. It's so satisfying. Um, so my, my kit is like, you, you pick three fighters, obviously. I've got um, Goku Black, which is from the new Dragon Ball Super series. Uh, Kid mm-hmm. Buu and Hit, which is also from the new Dragon Ball Super series. Have you guys watched any of the new stuff? No. No. If it's new, I've got I, no idea. I haven't watched it since Cheese TV days to give you an idea of where my yes. Dragon Ball knowledge goes. It's actually pretty. It's actually pretty awesome. I got sold on it by a colleague who was like, "Oh, you know how they used to have like twenty episodes per fight? They don't do that anymore. It's over in a fight." And I was like, "Oh, that's really cool." And so I started watching it. And yes, that was the case until the most recent arc, where it seems like every episode is like one part of a twenty-part series. Um, for a fight. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. The game itself's really cool. I've sort of delved into story mode, and they do this really funny thing. It's an original storyline, so they introduce a new villain for it specifically, and they kind of create this really sort of contrived um, story specifically for the video game, which works really well. They um, they basically you start off as Goku, and Bulma kind of points out that you're not or Goku's not Goku, Goku is taken over by another spirit, which is you, the player, um, and you're meant to work with these fighters to help them beat this new antagonist. And it's kind of, it, it works really well. Like, the way they actually pull that off, it's it's fun, and you, you're fighting all the time as well. Um, to actually fight, it's a bit like a board, like a, um, there's a, a board of zones that you move to, and on each one might be a, an enemy to fight, and then there's a boss at the end of each one. You've got to do it in a specific number of turns, um yeah it's it's good it's good fun and it's good practice as well like it's a it's a 2d fighter it's a really good 2d fighter so to be competitive at all is going to take a lot of work and a lot of effort and i'm not really so it's pretty so it's pretty deep you'd say oh it's very deep yeah it's very deep a lot of the characters every character is vastly different to each other in terms of their their play style um Mm. the easy mode ones are ones like goku um where it's just kind of like beams you've got your rush forward your basic attacks and stuff are all kind of the same it's all um square 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 or triangle 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 to like do the same um sort of simple strings but then you've got character specific combos you can pull off which are a chain of different moves um and it's obviously going to vary between characters and then you've got cool little things like krillin you remember krillin little bald Mm -hmm. looking dude little tiny fella yeah so just as sort of an example of how they sort of deviate or they sort of differentiate between each other krillin uh has this cool new thing which i never knew he could do he can throw clones of himself basically um out and they're sort of faint so you can pretend to move in two different directions as krillin and then you can sort of halfway choose whether or not you want to go to one position or the other and that sort of sets up a bit of a mind game. It's a 50-50 on, you know, you're either here or there, and then from there you can attack and hopefully catch people off guard. 
Um, That's such a calculated move, though. <laughs> mm. Oh, it's 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 pretty cool. Like it's it's pretty awesome. It's not even half of it. Like you remember Nappa? Like nah. Nappa's the Nappa's the guy that came down with Vegeta to Earth the first. Oh, time. was he the like the um, sort of the guy with the big yeah. hair with Nappa? No, no, yeah. the big the big bald guy, the big bald guy. And did he have like a goatee? Yeah, yeah he looked like a biker in a Saiyan suit. That's the best I can yeah, come up with yeah. at the moment. So he's got this thing where he like he can. Um, plant a seed for a Saberman, which were those little green monsters, and they can mm. sprout and attack the enemy. Um, there's another guy, Beerus, who's in the new stuff. He's a god, and he creates these orbs, and, like, you can position them all over the, the actual space so that you kind of zone out your opponent in different areas. Um, so in a lot of ways, it's a lot like every other 2D fighter, except it's actually really well thought out. I'm actually really keen to explore it more and, and jump into it. Uh, I don't think I'll ever be great at it, Certainly not in the same way that I like to think I'm good at Tekken, but uh, I'm having so much fun playing it. And I'm going to be uh, throwing a video up of this bad boy uh, for the 8-bit site, the 8-bit YouTube site next week. You can see me take on my ugly little cousin, Matthew Mutamutz, <laughs> who's my lifelong rival in Tekken. We're going to give this a red I hot I think crack. everyone knows about this rivalry between yeah, you two. He's the ugliest dude I know, and I can't wait to murk him. Oh, wow. And you know oh. some ugly people. I do know some ugly people. Um, not you two, of course. You two are absolutely... There we go. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. That I was, an, o- that was an open, NATO, open floor. But not you guys. <laughs> he does have nipple rings. <laughs> he does um, too, doesn't he? I, I just had a, did a quick Google on Hit, and I, I like he's he's definitely uh, an 8-bit endorsed character in yeah. that purple. He is, isn't he? He's wearing that trademark 8-bit purple. Uh, and he's got a pretty sweet trench coat. He's pretty cool. He's he's that, um, uh, he's interesting. Eight bit trench coat. <laughs> he's interesting. <laughs> like a lot of his moves leave him quite open and vulnerable um, to attacks. So uh, it sounds just like me. Open and vulnerable to attacks. Yeah, yeah. Okay. help me from behind. Uh, I can't recommend this game enough. Dragon Ball Fighters, go out and pick it up. The other one uh, I've been playing this week was, yeah, Dissidia Final Fantasy, which is Final Fantasy's um, Arena Brawler. It's the third one. Uh, it's the first one that's kind of come to a major console, but the other two are on, like, PSP ah. and PS Vita. I was going to say, I've never heard of this before in my yeah, life. Yeah, it's, oh, it's definitely a thing. So, And it kind of continues on from the series. It doesn't, uh, as far as I know, it's never really had like a strong storyline because you're literally ripping out the protagonists and the main antagonists from like 13, 14 different Final Fantasy games, bringing them all together. Like how cohesive could the story be, you know? Mm. Um, this one, uh, I don't know. Like we were talking a moment ago about games that are heavily dependent on online play and not really good for the solo. And this was my third one because I think this is a really... Well, my third edition of your list of games, sorry. Um, uh, this is a great game. Like, it's a lot of fun to actually play online. It's 3v3 matches. Um, the characters, again, all quite different. There's a progression system in there as well so that you can kind of level up each character. And there's about... Oh, off the top of my head, there's like 30-ish different characters you can choose from. Okay. Um they're sort of broken up into four different archetypes. You've got your sort of melee um, assassins. You've got your vanguards, which are a bit tankier. You've got marksmen, which play from range. And then you've got specialists that can just kind of do all sorts of weird different things. Um, without like going into specific characters, I don't know. I, I had a lot of fun. I'm playing Bart at the moment. He's from Final Fantasy 5. I think it's 5. 
He's from Wider. Sounds about right. I think it's. I think it's. I think it is five. I forget. Fuck. I should know that. And Titus. Titus is from ten. He's my favorite. Um, the online Titus is the blonde-haired dude, right? Yeah, he's mm-hmm. Ali was about to nail it. Ali, do you want to do it together? It's just like we're in Final Love Fantasy it. Ten. Um, <laughs> yeah. Come to Spira. Daddy issues. Come to Spira. Um, so my housemates all think I'm weird now. Um, now is, is, is Titus the guy that says the quote? In one of the Final Fantasies where, like, the his his love interest or friend is dying and he's like, who am I going to have ice cream with now? Is no. that Titus that says no. that? What? I'll have, to, I'll have to find it. What is that? I was that? doing some digging on it randomly the other day and it came up. What is that? I, don't, I can't I mean, actually pick that. It would be something that he would say, like something no, one of his stupid lines no. that he would say, but... He's like a... He, Titus is great. Titus was like an emotional, angsty teenager. Like, he was all... Off, oh, he was. He was all hard on his sleeve. Anyway. But you you did not give a shit about him. That's the thing. Well, I did. <laughs> you did not care. I, I, I did. I cried my fucking eyes out when I finished Final Fantasy X. My eyes. All I cared about was Waka. <laughs> Walker was a wanker. Anyway, um, <gasps> only, I've got no horse in this. Only because you said you liked it. All right, we we deviate. So and Lulu, the big problem I'm having at the moment is that um, there is a story mode, but you can only do the story mode. Um, it's sort of done in sections, right? Like levels, if you will. What's a better way to describe it? Um, it's done in stages, but you can only unlock each stage. Uh, by getting a special token and you can only get those tokens as far as I can tell at the moment by doing online play or versus AI play and okay. I'm, I'm not too sure about the AI bit because I haven't done that myself I've just tried going online D- does it weave the story into when you play online or no. do you have to do online then go yeah, back and do it off exactly right Ugh. very separate what's even That's janky. what's even worse is that the first four maybe five parts of the story are all cutscenes None of them, fucking none of them are actual like um, battles, battles, <laughs> things that you can interact with. So you've got to unlock five tokens to unlock these shitty cutscenes that you can't skip. Uh, to to then go Bless into and the reason I say skip, I, I've seen them in the beta and I'm sick of seeing them now. Um, and not, they're not actually even important. They don't really tell you much about what's going on. And again, the story is not the most important part of the game. Uh, so it's kind of annoying that you have to use these tokens to unlock things and that progression itself doesn't lead you further through the story mode. And the online part, I'm going to say I'm having a big trouble, a big trouble, a whole big trouble. Uh, a whole big trouble, trouble in Little China. In um, in Little Decidia, trying to actually find ranked <laughs> matches. There doesn't seem to be a lot of people playing. At the time of recording, uh, it's like day two. So it's probably not a fair... Um, description of the game given that it's not been out for too long but like I was there last night waiting for about 10 minutes for a game and then the best it could do was it matched me up against one other person and then filled the other slots with bots and it's a really annoying facet of the game or sorry the matchmaking system where if it just can't find enough people after a certain point of time it'll just uh, assign bots and that sucks because it doesn't actually balance it. So last night I had a game where it was me and two bots versus two people and a bot. And the two people were both higher level than me, like higher player level and character level. Oh. And I, I murked him. I didn't murk him. 
But I, I, I mean, I, I certainly put up a fight. But the problem is that when it's sort of a two-on-one in that situation, you're almost guaranteed a loss because it's so easy to pick off bots without the other person be able to do anything about it. Like, it doesn't matter how good they are. Like, in a 2v1 and bots, you'll always be able to take the bots out. And the win condition is the if three people die or, if, you know, there are three deaths on your team, you're out. So you just need to pick the same bot off three times or two bots three times. Um, so that kind of sucks. The matchmaking's sort of sucky at the moment. Um, and they don't, they don't with those bots, they're not continually polling out there to see if anyone else is looking for a match and they'll plug them no, in. So no, once no, that they, match has started, those bots are yeah, locked. Yeah, that's exactly right. They don't plug Damn. them in. Yeah, it kind of sucks. Uh, that's a missed opportunity. Yeah, I, I think as well. Like if you um, have a look at it, you, you'll see it's kind of hard to actually... Uh, for It would be hard for that to cater to that kind of system. But... I don't know. What do I know? The, I I think when it works, it works really well. It's a really fun arena fighter to play, especially if you're a fan of Final Fantasy like I am. Um, but when it doesn't, like when you're stuck in these moments where there's no one on, and like even from Tekken and Street Fighter Five, like matchmaking is really hard in fighting games as is because there's not anywhere near as many people in these games ever as there is in like a COD or a PUBG mm. or whatever. So I can't really see this game having that much of a I suppose a shelf life really um, beyond maybe the next couple of months unless mm. people get in and love it which I hope they do because I, I fucking enjoy it and I think it's a great game and more people should play it so try and get that game so you can improve my player experience please listeners and if you're already playing it let me know and we'll party up and go and merc some dogs <laughs> and that's the gift that keeps giving it's the <laughs> It's, the, it's a great line. I've got to, I've got to thank Muda for that as well. It's actually one of his. But uh, no, you don't want to thank him for anything because he's your sworn enemy. He's my sworn enemy. Mm, I'll thank him, but I'll murk him. Um, <laughs> I, I guess that's it for me. That's a pretty Bandai filled week, month, year. Um, yeah, Dragon Ball Fighters and Dissidia. Jump onto it. Both of you should jump onto it. Ali, you play Dragon Ball Fighters with me at PAX. I do actually kind of want to play the Dragon Ball game, so I'll see what I can do about getting my hands Thank on it. Thank you. I mean, it's not <laughs> going to be a competition when you go against me, so it'll be exactly like a um, PAX. It's just so. going to be a lot of fun, Ali. Just going to be a lot of fun. Murking. Fun's, getting fun's murked. Great. Getting murked by the dream. <laughs> <laughs> Make that All a right. shirt. So should we uh, move on into some uh, tasty news? This week's news headlines. I wanted to lead this off with, um, I think, some potential game-changing news that Microsoft dropped this past week or so. So uh, as, as we know, we've talked about a little bit before on the pod, uh, Xbox Game Pass, 10 bucks a month, access to a massive, massive, massive back catalogue of Xbox 360 games, a few Xbox games, and obviously Xbox One titles. Mm -hmm. They've come out this past week and said every single first-party exclusive, so, you know, a Microsoft-helmed game, like a Gears of War, a Crackdown 3 coming. They even mentioned Halo 6, which is funny because they haven't even announced that game or a trailer yet. Yeah. But all of those games now are going to be available in the Game Pass on day one, so at launch. So you can hypothetically... Going back to Sea of Thieves or State of Decay 2 or a new Forza, you can buy the Games Pass for 10 bucks a month and get those games for including in that 10 bucks a month. I think it's huge. I think it's a great move by Microsoft. Um, 
I don't think it's going to be enough for them to 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 pull back PlayStation and Sony from how far ahead they've got in in this sort of generation console war. But I think it's going to win them a lot of trust it's going to bring a lot of old core xbox players back and it might also bring new gamers in where they can buy a console like you can buy an xbox one s for what 230 bucks now Mm. and then if you pay 10 bucks a month and you've got access to over 100 plus games as well as games releasing on day one i I think it's genius i love the idea Hmm. what do you think i don't know i don't think it's going to bring me back i've got so many subscriptions to fucking things now that (laughs) like i can't even remember the last like like actually, I think I I think my Xbox Live or my Xbox Gold or whatever I think it it it's expired now, and well, I didn't update well, my renew that shit. details. Just renew it. Well, you can uh, you can jump on Xbox on your Xbox One, you know, come late March when Sea of Thieves drops, get that uh, Game Pass going on for ten bucks, and then download Sea of Thieves for ten bucks. Mm. Like, I played Sea of Thieves. Fantastic. On PC. I played it on PC. <laughs> Well, get it on, buy it on the Microsoft Store so you can do Play Anywhere, so you can do it on PC and Xbox. It seems, it does seem like a really good idea. Obviously, when you've got a, like a catalog of games that are just kind of sitting there on the, on the you know digital shelf, so to speak, not being played by anyone, kind of past their date, uh, it makes sense to sort of capitalize off of that um, at a really affordable price, obviously. So. Uh, that makes sense and that's a really great idea and then to add in day one releases for other games or sorry um, titles that aren't released yet but on day one you'll have access to that also does make a lot of sense that this or it makes it more attractive I'll say um, to to jump onto Mm. this for 10 bucks a month as well that's very reasonable like it's a very reasonable price I think I pay more for Netflix obviously USD but still I think I pay more for Netflix um yeah like like netflix i think costs 15 bucks a month that i'm paying with the 4k pack or whatever wank you get mm. but um yeah 10 bucks a month for for 100 ish games and and let's let's say they only release let's say they only release five first party games this year but that's still usually let's let's just round it to the 100 that's still 500 bucks in the year that you would be out of pocket buying those five games and you're mm. getting them for 50 bucks hypothetically like that's insane 50 bucks well, if, we, if we're doing five games at 10 a month, just doing it for 50 bucks, obviously we do it for the full 12 months, it's going to be 120 bucks, yeah. which is still... It's still on top. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's a great move. It's, it's a great gesture from Microsoft and Xbox. Um, it's a good gesture. Mm, it's, <laughs> they've certainly, as far as these sort of um, offerings that Xbox and PlayStation are doing at the moment, obviously with... With the PlayStation variant, it's a streaming service, so you're streaming games from from the cloud. Whereas with the Game Pass, you are downloading these games to your Xbox, yeah. so there mm-hmm. isn't any any input lag, any latency issues. It's it's smooth as butter. Uh, some of these games obviously then support the 4K patch that uh, the Xbox One X can take yeah. as well. So um, I think it's good. Like I think they've still lost this gen's fight, but this is going to certainly put them in good graces. I, you know, they've been doing know- all the right things. I think it's good for like, because like I'm coming from the perspective of the person that has all the consoles. I've got a PC, so I'm just kind of a bit, eh, you know, well, I can take it or lose it, you know. But then putting it into perspective of maybe someone who doesn't have all the consoles, yeah. who doesn't have a lot of money to throw around to buy mm. every single game. So I do understand from that perspective where this is actually really beneficial. Yeah, so, and yeah. to build on that point as well, absolutely. We are, I suppose, fortunate enough as gamers to have access to a whole 
you know, cavalcade of titles between the three of us. Mm. There's hundreds of games, if not thousands, yeah. probably hundreds, not thousands. Um, so, but if you're a new gamer, like if you're 14 or 15 years old and you haven't touched any of these games, this can be like a great entry point into some old classics. What really mm. uh, I find interesting about this is that this is actually going to really impact, I think, the used game market. Um, particularly uh, sort of secondhand games sold through retailers oh, like yeah. EB Games yeah. uh, and JB Hi-Fi. I really wonder what that's going to do to those sales. It's hard enough, I think, for those guys to get them off the shelves. You see EB Games last year um, trialing a sort of uh, used game loan system, mm. uh, which is probably going to be rolled out nationwide. And, you know, GameStop in America probably already has it. I don't know. But I, I think this is actually kind of another nail in that coffin of, of the um, the games retailer uh, the physical games retailer yeah I, I think they're dying like it's it's almost like this might be th- that first step where you look at the video easies and the blockbusters of the world yeah. where they are just relics now you might see one <laughs> you know in every several hundred kilometers in a small sleepy town but like they're dead you see these floating DVD or Blu-ray renting kiosks now um, and as as you said, Sam, I think you hit it right on the head. Like you look at here in Australia, at the very least, remember Game, which yeah. was the the main competitor to EB. It it folded well before any of this stuff was even you know water cooler talk. Yeah. So I'm really curious to see what happens. Holding uh, the Australian retailers just up is the fact that Australian internet is still in like the yeah. early 90s. Um, <laughs> if the internet was around then. Bang um, on the money. But the, the second that it. the Australian internet actually joins the rest of the world, then the retailers are screwed. Yeah. Like, I don't know a lot of our international listeners if they understand, but, like, we don't have, obviously, the best internet. So we will, a lot of us will choose to buy physical copies yeah. over digital I, at this stage. I do, entirely. Every game I mm. get is digital. Oh, sorry, is um, physical unless I have to get it digital just because it's such a pain in the ass. I have to wait, like, 10-plus hours to download a full game. Uh, and the joke there's been massive jokes on my part because of how long it takes me to install a game it once took me two days to install a game wow so, yeah wow it's rough like like our yeah our internet conditions over here it's two massive ends of the spectrum there's certain little pockets that you can get the MBN oh, yeah. where you can get fantastic speeds but you know let's say 90 percent of australia i'd say maybe even more are still capped at adsl2 speeds at best can I- and it's yeah. Disgusting. Can I just, as an aside to this discussion, um, raise the question? I've always wondered what would happen to um, gaming collectibles, uh, sort of manufactured around our time now, in the future, or even in the last sort of five or ten years, with the world full of re-releases or um, uh, high-res ports or, or, or what have you. It's like. I can get Pokemon Red on my 3DS now. You know what I mean? I could probably get it on... You could mm. probably get it on the Switch as well, I think, through the store. Oh, so you mean so it's like, like how physical copies... Yeah, like, like what what yeah. happens to those as collectibles going forward? Do you think they'll retain... The, the price go, The price goes up. Like, like really? I guess you look at Dusty. Like, you look at Dusty and, and his collection, especially when he's got some of these hard-to-find titles. If you can get, you know, OG SNES games in box with manual 
they're, they're worth some of them are worth you know double triple ten times the price that they bought at, at retail at launch it's it's crazy so, so you think with games being more accessible it'll actually increase the price for the original version of that game whatever it yeah. is really yeah, I, I think so because then it becomes a collector's item where you walk into someone's house and they're like oh my god there's an OG physical copy of Metal Gear Solid 1 on Playstation very fair point on, very Mega fair Drug point games, come on Mega mm. Drug so I, I think yeah down the line it will become more on the collectors which would then dictate that the market which would no doubt increase i think that makes sense i i thought it would do the opposite though i don't know why in my head like just thinking about it oh ali's just thrown out a copy of sonic on sega um master system, master system. sorry ali Oof. lovely to see um i i thought it'd do the opposite i thought it'd go down i thought that it would be like uh, because it's so accessible, it's not as valuable, which I think a lot of markets tend to work that way, but obviously made the collectible mm. things very different. It is different. I, guess, I don't know what I'm on about. I guess it would just be like maybe how highly rated the game is. Yeah. Like a lot of people like, you know, like like Nintendo 64 games, yeah. getting that Zelda Ocarina of Time is just that little bit more, you know? Yeah, like, but you could get that on anything, you know? Like I feel like Zelda yeah, Ocarina of Time but you, you get... Yeah, but- you get that OG in like with the gold cartridge and stuff like that. Like um, I was listening to uh, an episode of Resets a few weeks ago and it was about games you've purchased more than once. Yeah. And they were explaining reasons why they bought multiple copies of games due to collector's editions, rarity and so on and so forth. So mm. yeah, I, I think they'll hold value. And in some cases, depending on the, on the game or the rarity, it'll go up. Okay, cool. Discussion closed. Very wrong. The floor is closed. No more discussion about that. Should we go on to the next one? Over. Yeah, the, the next one, it, it is still a rumor at this stage, but uh, it ties into Xbox and Microsoft again. Um, there's a rumor doing the rounds that Microsoft have had initial discussions and thoughts about potentially acquiring Valve, PUBG Corp, and or EA. Mm. Um, obviously, this is on the back where they're trying to get more platform-based exclusives because obviously Sony are the kings of that when we're competing against, like comparing the two big dogs. Um, that's a lot of money to throw out. Like, mm. It's very interesting. Uh, it's still only rumors at the moment, but Poly- like it, it was really leaked by Polygon saying that they've got some reliable sources close to Microsoft saying this is some ongoing talks that they've been looking at for a while. They did obviously buy uh, Mojang in 2014 for $2.5 billion, which uh, obviously mm. were the, the guys behind Minecraft. So it's not as if it's out of their MO. It's it's not something that they're, they're completely new to. Uh, it would certainly bolster that very barren, exclusive uh, lineup that, that Microsoft and Xbox currently trot out. What do you, what do you think? Is there so, potential for this? You think it's good, Valve? bad, otherwise? Do you really reckon Valve? Valve? Yeah. Valve's, really? Valve's one of the ones they're talking about. I just, I don't know why. I just don't think that one. I think Valve kind of sits on its own as its own mm. sort of giant um, that will never be bought. It'll do the buying. It won't do the selling. Um, yeah. The I don't know. It's interesting that it's EA that kind of got thrown here. And I've read a few articles about this. Um, so like EA, obviously you've got the Disney stuff and you've got FIFA. And Madden and NBA, but fuck those. It's like, it's Disney and FIFA. Like, those are huge. Uh, yeah, but but also on expanding EA, they've got like, they've got the Battlefield franchise. There's Dead Space. There's Mass Effect, rest in peace. Dragon Age and Titanfall. But none of those, so, none of those bring it anywhere near as much revenue as like the FIFA franchise for sure. And then also when you look at what Battlefront 2 is going to be bringing in, 
um, especially when they roll back the um, the microtransactions uh, in the yeah, next couple of months. Back soon. Yeah, they're coming back. Yeah, they're coming back. Um, like I, I feel like those two properties are probably at the front at the moment, and because again, it's Disney that they've got access to. So there's you know who knows what else they've already got another Star Wars thing in the in the works at the moment. Um, I don't know. It doesn't make a lot of sense, and I I, I don't know enough about the financials, but I'm reading that um, because. Uh, because Disney takes a cut and uh, oh sorry because Disney takes a cut it's like Microsoft to acquire EA wouldn't get quite 100% of the profits and they would also Disney would also have to settle for like taking a split of what they're getting already they'd have to kind of divvy that up a little bit of that would go to Microsoft <clears throat> as well it doesn't make sense I suppose fiscally speaking um, yeah I don't know I, I think I think out of those three that are mentioned, um, you know, sort of PUBG Corp would be the smartest one to go about because as it stands, they've got one one franchise, albeit pretty much the biggest game in the freaking universe, but um, they'd be a lot more uh, financially viable to buy as opposed to EA. Like I think I was reading yeah. something where they're saying EA's, EA's market share, they're, they're valued at roughly about $35 billion. So um, it's it's not a small investment where... Even though PUBG is huge and it's it's selling like gangbusters, I think it'll be you know a fraction of that kind of price to acquire. Um, and and they just confirmed as well. There's been four million units sold of PUBG on on Xbox since since it came out. What five Honestly, six weeks ago? PUBG, guys, it's so ridiculous. They need to cut their losses. <laughs> mm, like it is it is moved. Like even though the game yes is a little bit broken and and nowhere near the the PC equivalent that's uh, still moving units. You know, in excess of thirty million or something now. Um, it's it's just not slowing down. They, they've talked about trying to buy the exclusivity of this game for the entirety of the life cycle now. Uh, but I don't know if you if you um, PUBG Corp or Blue Hole, no doubt you want to get this onto PS4 to that 60, 70 million player base and try and get another four or five million units sold on there too, maybe 10 million, who knows? Um, so I'm curious to see how that all unfolds over the next couple of months. Hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, look, it's, it's, I think it's highly unlikely. I think it is more of a imagine sort of scenario than it is a likely one. But um, I, I don't know. It, like all of this as well is sort of around the broader question of what the hell is Microsoft doing for exclusives? Um, what do Microsoft... I was going to say Microsoft. Microsoft. Yeah. Can you imagine <laughs> a little Microsoft singing his little heart out eating burgers on the floor? Um, <laughs> no! I'd buy that. Microsoft, uh, yeah, what's what's in the pipeline for them as well? Um, I find it so ironic that they're in this position after having like announced forty something exclusives at E3 last year of all different variety, like console exclusive or Xbox exclusive, exclusive. Or timed exclusive, <clears throat> anyway, whatever <throat> they were. They're in this position where they're actually really behind their competitors. And when you look at like Microsoft, Microsoft have this um, sort of fantastic cultivation happening of, of publishers that publish specifically for them um particularly japanese titles and nintendo do all their shit in-house you know so it's like well what are microsoft doing what are they doing what are you doing I, spence I, I still got faith like like i'm a you i'm an xbox fanboy I've, I've got the consoles i play the games i've got a playstation 4 and i play the heck like i've got monster hunter uh, world on ps4 like but i don't know i'm, I'm curious to see like i i think they are doing more than just talking about it. They are... I think they need to focus more on the, the AA space as opposed to the AAA exclusives. 
Like if they can if they can get more studios pumping out, you know, games of the caliber of a Cuphead, yeah. or if we're going to compare it to PlayStation Four like Hellblade, get games like that where they're not this big AAA massive um, budgeted title, but they still sell, they still review well, they still you know move units. I think that's where they should probably try and shift their focus to. Like some more Sea of Thieves kind of people. Heck yeah, heck yeah, mm. and and I think I think with Game Pass, Sea of Thieves will probably have a nice long life and community on it now. I, th- I think at that hundred dollar launch point, I think it might have sort of tapered away a little bit after a few months. But now with Game Pass, you know, doubling back to that conversation, I think I think it'll be a nice successful title for uh, for Microsoft so, uh, for the future. So here's my question then: like looking at the two things we just talked about with Game Pass and with um, console exclusives and what's Microsoft doing is the answer to still go down the route of trying to solve the exclusive issue that they have where there's not enough or is it to just say fuck exclusives we've got this brand new thing coming through which is going to give players access to a whole bunch of games they don't already have access to that's our market and that's where we are different to everyone else that's a point of difference um that's what we're going to be banking on going forward let's get as many subscribers in as we can as opposed to let's sell as many or copies of x because it's a huge investment to buy a fucking publisher what'd you say they were worth well ea ea is valued around 35 billion us right, so and like and no doubt obviously if they do become potentially available on the market that the that would then drive the market up if there's obviously other competitors wanting to get in there that would probably go up even more so, so rather than like shelling out yeah. at that expense like why don't you just use what you have access to already and do what they're doing with game pass except just mm. pump that as far as you can like it just seems surely it probably won't you know um bring in as much revenue i guess but but, it, but it's that it's that recurring revenue yeah. is the thing like you think like as you said ali you think about the amount of subscriptions going where if you've got it tied to an auto debit on a, on a credit card or a paypal i've got things where i'm like or like you look at a gym membership you sign up and you're like oh yeah i'm done with that i'll cancel that eventually and people just let these things roll and roll and roll mm-hmm. and roll, guilty, and roll. So, guilty, so you'll guilty. get a lot of people that'll just lapse yeah. and might use it for a you know they'll play sea of thieves in march and then not touch it again till till the game they might release in november but they've yeah. got you know six or seven months worth of that 10 buck a month or whatever us um just just line in pockets yeah uh, I mean, I'm still playing for playstation live and i haven't played my playstation in a while. exactly yeah I, I don't know. I, Plus, I, I think it's a good way for it. It's probably not like for like. Like, I don't think you could really match, I suppose, through Game Pass what you could get out of a, you know, bunch of exclusives. But still, it's... I don't know. I just... I don't think this will happen. This EA thing, I think it's just all kind of a bit, you mm. know, airy-fairy. Like, I, I keep beating the drum. I think they should... Like, it was a step above, but I, I reckon that, yeah, they need... Um, PUBG as an Xbox only uh, title but if they're now looking to buy PUBG Corp then Jesus Christ you know that that settles all their problems what does that do for Fortnite? Um, I don't know like Fortnite's still doing a lot like um, it's, it's, it's still moving units it's still popular it's, it's still getting yeah. heavy numbers on streams yeah. and, and YouTube content like um, it's very surprising I thought that game was going to just fade out real quick no, people love it. It. it's gone so the too. opposite people love it I thought so too yeah it's mm. not my cup of tea though so yeah yeah on, on the topic I guess weaving through this news and, and connecting threads uh, EA have uh, come out and officially confirmed that Anthem uh, that, that new that new IP that was uh, debuted last year at E3 2017 will actually be officially releasing in uh, Q1 of 2019 yeah 
which uh, Sam Stradamus here actually uh, proclaimed. I, I did write off those coattails and agree too, but uh, Sam Sam nailed that one. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's funny that they're calling it this early. I, I like that they're ahead of the curve like this. Um, I, I thought it was insane them, or at least people thinking that this was going to come out yeah. a year after announcement, what? especially with sort of a an EA slash Bioware game. Like they're, they're constantly delaying and, and late on release for the most part. Yeah, so. and you know it's going to be like 30... 31st of March or whatever it is 2019 that this comes out like Q1 is vague enough to say end of Q1 so it's 14 14 Mm. months away and to be three months behind in development at this point um, it's I don't know yeah I think you're right I think it is a pretty good call to just say rather than try and rush it and potentially fuck this whole thing up let's um, let's let's just bite the bullet now and, and give everyone sort of enough notice so that we're not hyping it up too much or people are getting too eager for it i haven't it. cared about this game i i do at all i haven't cared yeah i like i i i i'm 50 50 it's just not enough of it out there ali like that's the thing there's not enough um information out there about what this game is what's going to play like or feel like we've got like one good video from e3 and maybe a few peripheral things um, I think that was my thing though i don't i don't even remember it from e3 i do it was the end it was the last one um, it was huge yeah. and it looked gorgeous. Like, I'm 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 a you know rose tinted glasses guy with Bioware at the best of times. So I'm I'm excited. I did get a little bit burnt with Andromeda, but um, I'm hoping they, they do things right. <laughs> you're with charred. This. You're charred. Yeah, you got flamethrower, man. <laughs> um, yeah, I I I don't know. I don't know that there's enough out there. I'm actually um kind of worried as well a little bit by this because uh, I'm getting sort of echoes of Scalebound. Um, wondering if this is going to be cancelled entirely. Yeah, like, ah, Scalebound. God, that makes me sad that it's gone. Yeah. Um, it was it was a Microsoft exclusive, and they panned it so late in the piece. It felt like like it felt like this game was going to be out several months, like time from when they said, "No, nah, sorry, game over. We've scrapped it. It's done. Yeah. See you later." Um. Yeah, I, I don't think that's going to happen with this. Um, I think EA, from from all the reports I've heard, all their eggs are in the Anthem basket as far as with Bioware and then obviously for, for a lesser degree with EA. Uh, they've got a lot riding on Anthem, so they want to make this thing sing and play and look and deliver on all the promises, which other titles they've at least haven't. So I think, I think this is yeah going to hinge long-term with what happens with Bioware big time as far as where Anthem goes and, and how it gets reviews. They do make good games. Oh, yeah. They do make good games. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll pay that. Yeah. Give me another Dragon Age, please. No, fuck that. Oh, maybe. I don't know. I was a big fan of the first one, not the not the last one. And certainly not the second yeah. one. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And um, no um, the other bit of news, no they've also confirmed... <laughs> nah. Okay. Nah, I, I didn't mind him. Yeah, played him. Um, yeah, <laughs> you but... so displeased right now, Ali. Like, what the yeah. fuck are you guys Sh- talking about? Dragon yeah. what? Shut up, you pair of dickheads. <laughs> Bloody nerds. Bloody losers. But um, the other bit of news, they've confirmed, or EA have confirmed that there will be a new Battlefield game releasing in 2018. Uh, obviously, we didn't see one released last year. Battlefield 1 was released in 2016. Mm-hmm. No Shit. confirmation yet on what era this is going to take place in 
Um, curious if they're going to still sort of stick in in the Great War sort of time periods, or if they're going to pull it to, to present day, or if it's going to be just a completely made up event that they're going to base this around. Um, I like the period piece sort of war games. I, I love Battlefield One. I still haven't finished World War Two, but I'm about three quarters away through the single player campaign, and I'm loving it's the crap so out of good. World War Two is so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so another Battlefield game coming out this year. If it's if it's at least similar, if it's just a reskin Battlefield One, take my money because I love that game so much. I suck at the multiplayer, mm. but the single player was legit. Yeah. Oh, I actually enjoy like Battlefield's multiplayer. So I don't mm. know. I think they just do it really well. Oh yeah, they and their servers just seem to handle that load. Like, you know that thirty-two on thirty-two, or whatever it is. Mm. Um, it's insane, but. Getting sniped from Vasily Zaitsev 17 kilometers away, I'll tell you what, that gets old pretty quick, but, you know, Good I can reference. appreciate those shots. Good reference. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, the last bit of news, it's a little bit of a tonal shift to a bit of sadness. Um, a game that at least Ali and I were pretty keen on, on for a while, um, mm. Paragon. Paragon. Uh, helmed Paragon. by Epic Paragon. You know, we, we had episodes, you know, singing this from... The bloody I think we, from the heavens. I think we named it "Whispers of Paragon." Is the name of that? Yeah, episode. we did. That yeah. was the episode, and yeah. I was pretty keen on it yeah. too. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't remember if you played it much with us. I didn't play it much so with I'm anyone, like, oh. man. I played it like three times. Oh, okay. Yeah. In okay. beta, though, in beta, yeah. and you had to do this crazy thing where you pretended to be American and all this stuff. I don't yeah, know. to to get in the hassle. All that. Yeah. yeah, we got there. But um yes, yeah, so so Epic have come out like the game still is in beta, like so there was never a full release. But they've I was going it. to ask that was actually going to be my question. Did it actually leak? No, <laughs> no. So it's still in beta on PC and PlayStation Four, and um as of April twenty sixth, twenty eighteen, they are going to shut those servers down. Um, mm. so the game is dead. It's a shame because it's the best looking MOBA I've ever seen. Like graphically, it was fucking gorgeous. Yeah, it was um, pretty. It was a pretty looking game. It played and the pretty characters well. Characters were good. Yeah, yeah, a lot of, and they were pumping out characters. Like it wasn't just they they sort of chucked out this lean beta and then didn't work on it. Like they were bringing out new characters and and sort of maps and whatnot regularly. Yeah. Uh, so they were supporting mm. this thing pretty heavily. Yeah. Um. But yeah, they're shutting it down. But one thing that uh, they sort of released in sort of their their sort of press memo that sort of done the rounds today is. Epic are offering a full refund to every Paragon player for every purchase on any platform. Yeah. So whether that be whether that be some of the additional cards, whether it be the game itself, you bought. I think there was like founders packs and things. So um, yeah, they're they're offering full refunds um, directly from Epic too. So it's not going via the the Sony store or via uh, Steam or wherever you wherever you purchase the game from. You can get all your money back for anyone that's ever touched Paragon, which is which is a big gesture. Well, that's like, that's how you know Fortnite's doing well, is when you can refund mm. every cent earned through a game to players years after uh, or a year after thereabouts, and feel fine about it. Uh, it's yeah. kind of amazing. Yeah, dropping money on a beta. Yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck, like, I've dropped money on betas. Everyone does. Yeah, well, well, remember with this one, you could get early access for it if you sort of pre-bought the, the founders pack mm. and, and you got a few different cards and characters or something i can't remember I remember how the I intricacies of it but yeah it's um it's it's, it's insane like money. it's a it's a great gesture from epic but sam i think you hit it right on the head like they're, they're doing this because their pockets are probably pretty flush from uh how good Fortnite's going yeah. at the moment so 
yeah but that's that's the news uh good bad and or otherwise uh from this last at least this last week we didn't want to sort of deep dive too heavily from uh several months back um but yeah interesting Mm. so uh so let's move into the final segment of the podcast itunes review of the week so this review comes obviously via way of itunes user grim188 and the headline reads top notch content five stars so uh he's uh he or she i should say um has has started off on a right note the the review is short and sweet but it's it's why i like some of these sometimes so good this crew is so great to listen to clear concise there's no gray area there you know we're pretty good top-notch content five stars grim 188 coming out of the uh the gate swinging here in uh 2018 on episode 91 Mm. season three episode one that's that's so much point out that new new year's new year's day happened and then the very next day grim 188 said you know what putting a review into the Mm, i love this guy thank you so much for taking care of your own hangover i'm assuming that the 88 in your name means that you were born in 1988 for which you are 29 years old at the time of writing probably (laughs) thank you very much for the review grim 188 really appreciate it and you are going to win a car yeah no win a car no 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 maybe hot wheels well i'll I'll fucking buy hot wheels yeah no worries grim one let us know (laughs) write to hello at 8bit.net send us your address and we will be sending you a replica of the muscle car that vin diesel drives in fast and furious hot wheels version But um, yeah, thank you. Uh, we we preach on it each and every uh, episode. These reviews are our lifeblood, and they're and they're podcasters' lifeblood in general. So if you are listening to podcasters outside of us, don't know why, because we should be giving you everything you need right here on this uh, you know, sixty to ninety minute uh roller coaster that we call the Hungry we Gamers. Choo-choo, but right? um, yeah, take the time to rate, review, subscribe, send a tweet, like a post, whatever it is, to not only us but also those other podcasts that you are digesting and consuming each and every week um it, it makes us feel good makes us keep pushing makes us keep working and uh we're now actually ahead on episodes to ratios at least here in the australian itunes chart so australians listen to this podcast that haven't rated and reviewed us get on that asap because we want to be above the episode counts again so do it please the more aussie the review the better oh yeah <laughs> maybe we'll give you paul walker's car from fast and the furious yeah i don't know well, so we're just going to be sending you well, Tyrese. <gasps> oh fuck ali oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> what really too no soon? not too one soon. special listener gets a part of the tree just wasn't expecting that and it was good i'm not gonna lie i kind of find it mm-hmm. really funny um Damn. all the stuff i, I say and it's the most random i want to read i want to read the 100th uh, review on the 100th episode i think that's special and that's mm, coming, that's coming up, up soon yeah, it's like eight episodes away so let's make it happen people heck yeah yeah heck yeah but um i guess we should start wrapping up in uh what you guys are looking forward to one little bit of housekeeping uh the new 8-bit website is finally live when uh live yesterday so 8-bit.net Ooh, boy, does it look good um, gave it a nice fresh coat of paint, um, tweaked a little bit. Uh, we've streamlined what 8-bit is as a whole. Uh, I think we were trying to do too much over the last year and a half, so we've sort of compressed that down to podcast, video content, more personality-based stuff. So as you can see, we've got 
ourselves plus another seven podcast crews um, in 8-Bit now as part of the hashtag 8-Bit Collective. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got more YouTube content. As, as The Dream said, he's going to have some YouTube content up next week as well as a couple of other segments with some of the other content creators we've got on board. We're dropping some stuff uh, next week as well. But um, yeah, it's exciting times. You know, Our crew has grown immensely. I think we're sitting nearly at about 20 members now as far as the official 8-Bit Collective. Mm-hmm goes and um yeah it's, it's a good time it's a party in here yeah we've got some cousins now in the mm. 8-bit family got some, some cousins and some brussies yeah. yeah okay yeah <laughs> i'll um. leave sorry guys but all, all vastly <laughs> different as well so if you haven't been keeping up with the news and you're not too sure what the crazy new podcasts or videos are all going to be about it's not all gaming some some of it is but some of it's like movies we've got like pop culture shit we've got uh i'm really looking forward to putting in work with Jono because yeah so so Jono does long form sort of one-on-one interviews um, we've got it is what it is it tackles sort of news global news local news as well as even things that might cross over into that pop culture space and I speak giant D&D D&D who doesn't love D&D mm. yeah so we've got a full cavalcade of personalities and shows which is varied but they all sort of weave a similar thread. It's 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 more about the personality and the delivery and the infotainment and you know the the content itself. Mm. We're never going to be breaking down doors on exclusives and things, but we want to want to make it about the people and and in a way that's accessible to everybody. Mm. Yeah, we are eight bit and we are looking after everyone's tastes. Boom! Put that on a shirt. <laughs> Sell it, print it. So anyway, buy it. Um, that's been an episode. Um, I've, I don't know. I've, I've got an interesting week coming up, so I don't really have a huge amount looking forward to. I've got to, got to shoot down to Canberra tomorrow for some crap. Hopefully, get some time to play more Monster Hunter over the weekend. Hopefully, Sam, you you trip over a spare hundo on the street or something this week and take it straight to JB and get a couple of Monster Hunter um, copy of Monster Hunter and come play with us. But um, yeah, this weekend is RTX and uh, yeah. Brendan. We're terribly sad that you can't be there to join us uh but ali mm. myself benny and nato uh will be there mm. so we will be repping the shit out of the 8-bit yeah. family i think as well joel and Lido from the ice big giant podcast will be there um, they'll be there and um jack from uh it is was it cruzy. is is coming all the way out from melbourne so yeah cruzy mate will be up in the uh sydney as well so, so we'll be there we're yeah. gonna start some fights we're gonna take out some dogs we'll work it out but uh, yep, dad's away, kids will play. If you want to, uh, yeah, I don't know. Do me proud. If you want to head to RTX and if you're going to be there, certainly let us know. It's always good to kind of meet people and talk talk games and talk beers talk and shops. talk Ruby. Uh, have you been watching Ruby Alley? I have not. Oh, have not all right. So they, I think they've got one episode left. I don't know that. But I think uh, because... I think there are the... Yeah, yeah. I've, I've actually been watching this season a little bit slower than the last ones, but it kind of ended in a really cool spot. There's a really good fight at the end between Cinder and Raven. Oh, yeah, yeah, give it a watch. So anyway, we'll be there. We'll be there at RTX. And yeah, I don't know. Hopefully something cool will happen again to me again this year there. Last year it was that I shared a toilet seat um, I with Kadeo with Kojima. <laughs> Not at the same time. Not at the same time, by the way. Like about, <laughs> Cheek on each side. About thirty seconds of me using it, he was on there, and mm. that's about as. This is up. This that story is up there with Pez and his buddy Bernie Coin. I'll tell you what. <laughs> yeah. Except I tell my story way less. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. 
what else is there this weekend? Probably more Dissidia and more Dragon Ball Fighters. What are you doing, Ali? I'm going to have to start cracking into some of these games that I've bought for Steam um, that I actually haven't touched. Um, you know, you know those games. Um, yeah. Also got to buy a bunch. Like, well, there's um, Paragon, uh, not Paragon, uh, Paradigm. It's done by an Australian developer. Mm-hmm. The old point um, and click. And yeah, point and click adventure. And I've been meaning to get on that. So I need to jump on that as well. Also checking out the new Humble Bundle. I think it's... Um, the Rockstar one? Rockstar one, yeah. Yeah, looks Gonna good. Going to have a, look, a sneaky peek at that as well. I Just mm. before we kind of sign off, actually, I'll tell a bit of a story and say a bit of thank you. So last weekend was Generosity. And um, it is, of course, like a big 84-hour charity stream. And the AGPN, Australasian Gaming Podcast Network, had like a two-hour slot that also helping put together. Thank you to the Inconsolables who uh, joined me that day to drink soy sauce and hot sauce and all manner of like really ugly things that made me throw up later. Um, for the segment, though, uh, we had this fun idea where the Inconsolables would play like bosses of the AGPN. So just people who are really good at games like a a specific game and for example we had michael mutz play rocket league he's an absolute god of rocket league uh so he embarrassed everyone um we also had john nicolaitis uh from slowpokes do uh nidhogg too and he pumped everyone as well so in keeping with that idea i asked ali uh i was like ali do you want to be a boss and ali you said maybe what games can i play i was like what games do you have and your idea was General Jousting. That was your one game that you were going to be a god of for the rest of the world to see. And it's like the one game that cannot be played on Twitch at all, ever. So thank you very much, Ali, for your contribution to, to Generosity. I mean, it was going to be a game I could win. Mm. She just I don't know why I wanted... she was dealt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you cho- There's one thing I can wrangle. Yeah, the, the General Jousting game chose you. <laughs> Uh, can I? Hey, we've all got to be experts at something. Yeah, can I also say a big heartfelt thanks to the two of you for joining into that stream and donating and, and being part of it. It was always going to be a bit of a um, an interesting session. I'm glad I had my two partners in crime there to uh, to watch me drink some very ugly soy sauce. <laughs> no, when, it, was, when... it was well deserving from what you guys were doing out there. Definitely, and you know we're always going to be there, especially when your body's going to get punished. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, if, if there's a way I can pay for you to suffer pain, I'll be there with my wallet open, ready to go. <laughs> I'll keep that in mind for Generosity 5. Thanks, brother. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, I, I think that's been an episode. Uh, first mm. one back for seem, like since last year. We haven't recorded for over a year, yeah. as those people like to say. But I, I think there was no real ring rust. We're in there, you know, dropping elbows and leg drops, doing it smooth. But yeah. I guess uh, until next time, I've been uh, Brendan White, who can be found at Brendan8Bit. I have been Salim Abraham. You can find me at SalimTD. And I am Ali. You can find me at Miss Ali Hart. And you can find 8Bit as a whole at We Are 8Bit on all the social medias and 8Bit.net. But for now, you'll be able to uh, hear the sweet, sweet tones, courtesy of uh, Michael Mutz, a.k.a. one half of Reset Podcast, sending us home. Much love. Stay hungry.